We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's good, everybody? Before we get into today's episode with my guy Ty Windish from the Gyro Step podcast, a part of the Blue Wire Network, some housekeeping notes, Patreon roll call. We got Nick Chavez, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platys, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley, Mike Wozniak. Thank you all for your monthly contributions to the Patreon. Tonight, for the NFL Draft, the first round of the NFL Draft, about half of the draft, we'll see what the vibe is going to be like. We have partnered up with a new platform called Playback. Watch Playback is the social media handle for them. It's basically Twitch and Clubhouse together. If they form the baby, it will be Playback. I'm really excited to work with this company. We're going to be watching the NFL Draft together. You guys, if you have a webcam, you could join. If you don't have a webcam, you want to just talk, you could do that. But we'd love to have you guys join us. I'm getting this up as early as possible to get you guys to join us. The link is going to be in the bio of the episode and also on social media. If you just follow at Veterans Minimum or, or myself at Nick Day is 10, you'll be able to find that. But it would be cool. Going to be doing some stuff that are going to be Patreon exclusives. Going to be doing stuff like tonight, which is going to be open to the public. As many of you that can join will be cool if we hit 20 viewers. That would be fire. And we'll give away something, which leads me to this. Uh, this is talking to all the members of the Patreon. There is a bunch of you in there. And I have not delivered on some of the perks. Over the last couple of months, it's been cra- crazy. Ah, it's been crazy. It's been chaotic. But I want to say that I am going to give back. And this is going to be something that I'm going to do starting uh, next week. Is If you've been a member of the Patreon for the last six months, you are going to receive a piece of merch. Doesn't matter what the tier is. Obviously, if you are in a certain tier or higher... You're going to be getting something nicer, something more pricey. We're revealing the website next week, and there's going to be a Shopify account that you can buy some of the merch that you're going to see on there. But as a way to say thank you and to explain to you all, I've put out a podcast on the Patreon for you guys to just get an understanding of what's been happening behind the scenes and why I've gotten a little complacent and why some of the things have transpired which led me to not be able to fulfill some of these perks and requirements based on your tier. So I don't want to take you guys for granted, and I appreciate you because a lot of 
the donations from the fans and the subscribers of VM is going to good places, buying new equipment, evolving the show. Some ideas are on that episode that I talk about on the Patreon. So if you've been a member of the Patreon for the last six months, you are going to receive a piece of merch. And based on your tier, that'll be the kind of merch that you'll get. So it might be hats, it might be shirts, it might be crew necks. Who knows what it's going to be, but it's going to be something. So check your emails over the next couple of weeks. We will get in touch with you. Someone from the team at VM is going to get in touch with you. We're going to need an address. We're going to need a size. Tables, ladders, chairs, oh my, all that stuff as a way to say thank you. And starting in May, going to be changing what the Patreon is just a little bit, making it more realistic for us over here and i'm saying us because we're building a team over here and really expanding what vm is going to be to be able to create extra content and make it worth your while so check out all that stuff hope to hear back from you leave us a comment uh tag us on social media that you're listening give a follow to my guy ty we talk about the first round of the nba playoffs some of the surprises and we touch on the Celtics and Bucks series only because at the time we're recording, that's the only one we really know for certain is going down. Everything else is some game sixes being played tonight. And then you have teams like Miami and the Warriors who have advanced, but we don't know who they're playing yet. So we didn't get too crazy with that. And also a little bit of a eulogy for the Brooklyn Nets with how they flamed out of the playoffs. So check us out on the draft tonight on playback i know impy's gonna join us alan is gonna join us there's gonna be some surprise guests popping in depending on when their team is picking and again uh to all the members of the patreon i do not take you for granted this is a way that i'm gonna give back i got all the merch with me it's all done so i'll be sending stuff out over the next couple of weeks and when you get your merch just tag us uh say you're a member of the patreon it just goes a long way the only way we could continue to grow this show and the show is at a really good place but now I am doubling down and expanding and doing some more funky, dope shit. Word to mouth, man. I feel like that's the best kind of promotion that you could have. So tag us when you're listening. Tag us on Twitter. Tell us what your favorite segment was. Tell me that I fucked up on some pick or some call. Don't matter. I Everyone could get these bars. That's how we're building this brand. Everyone could get the smoke. Everyone could get these bars. So hit us up. Contact us. All the social media handles are in the episode. Enjoy this one, and we will catch you next week. I'm working hard for respect in my city. I'm working hard for respect. Yeah. You think you got it? I got it for real. You think you got what I got? Uh. This one for those they forget in my city. This one for those they forget. This dog off the leash and it's ready to kill. Homie, go finish your mail. My man, joining us again. I forgot how many times you've been on, but I know it's not the first. What's good, Ty? How's it going, Nick? Thanks for having me back. For yeah, it's been it's been multiple times now, and I'm happy each and every one. So thank you yet again for the gracious invite. Listen, man, you're a Bucks fan, Bucks die hard. You have a Bucks podcast. I am pro bucks because they got the greek freak my guy Giannis. gotta stay with the lambs you know what i'm saying ty oh yeah i mean listen i there's a lot of people i think in the bucks fold now only because of Giannis. and there are some bucks fans who are probably very crotchety about this oh bandwagon blah 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 i don't care it's milwaukee we'll take the fans we can get 
if you only want to root for the Bucks because of Giannis, I am saying there's no issue with that. Welcome aboard. We will take all comers and appreciate the uh, the support in whatever way, including Bucks in four slash five bets in the first round that thankfully at least the hedge cashed for you. Yeah, it did, man. I was I was so big on Bucks and four, Bucks and five. I bet on both. Obviously, the sweep would have paid a couple extra dollars, but as long as they didn't go to six, I felt really confident. And I feel like that's a good way to start because what we're going to do now, Ty, is talk about the biggest surprises of the first round. And what's interesting is the only series that we know of for certain at the time that we're recording this Thursday afternoon is the Bucks and the Celtics. To me, I think the biggest surprise of the first round is not the Nets. It's mm-hmm. the Celtics. And I feel like the whole narrative and conversation has been about KD and Kyrie. Steve Nash as a coach. Ben Simmons in his back. Giving up James Harden. It's like, yo, the Celtics just swept them. Yeah. In four, some of those games not competitive. And even in the games where the Nets would come storming back, like in game one, at no point did the Celtics feel like they were giving up that game. It was very strange watching that. How do you how do you feel about that surprise? And what do you feel about the Celtics in that series? It's definitely not my biggest surprise. I think I had Celtics in five coming in. I expected Brooklyn and they Brooklyn almost did take game one. I think that was their closest shot. And game four was kind of close, but Their team just stunk. They had no playable size. They let go of James Johnson to give Kessler Edwards a roster spot. And James Johnson wasn't, by no means, was he like a world beater. But Andre Drummond has never been the answer. Every team that thinks Andre Drummond is the answer has much bigger, more terrifying questions. Blake just kind of lost it. He had a little bit of a bounce back in the series. But I just thought with no playable bigs, it's going to be so hard for them you know, whether they play the Bucs, you know, how are they containing Giannis? They couldn't contain Jason Tatum and the Celtics. Al Horford was doing work to them. That's a bad place to be. So I didn't expect a sweep, but I didn't think it would be that competitive. I will say I was extra impressed at how effectively that Boston guarded KD. That's not something you're used to seeing. It's been, you know, since the Tony Allen Grizzlies, the Bucs did a great job, but he wasn't as limited as he was in the series against Boston. So that part surprised me, but the Nets are just such a flawed team, you know, without Ben Simmons, without Joe Harris, that I, despite all the narrative and talk and everything, I never thought they were really going to get past Boston. So, you know, even with the close game one, I expected Boston to win the series. So honestly, my biggest surprise is probably out West, not not in that series. Yeah, to piggyback off what you said about how well of a job they did on Durant, prior to game four, Tatum in coverage on Durant, to use like the football term, man coverage, when he was guarding him, I think Durant only had 10 points. And we knew, we knew how great of an of- offensive player Tatum was. Look, I bet on Tatum to win the MVP at the beginning of the year. This is the Tatum that I thought. It was the year four leap, right? Like, this is the leap that those guys enter that upper echelon where, you know, you're all NBA first team kind of guy. But I didn't think that the Celtics were going to be as good as they turned out to be being the two seed. But his defense has been unbelievable. And also, I think another cool thing is they're super well coached. Yeah. I mean, I know coaching against nash nash is getting torn up by new york media here in (laughs) in new york city but i think marcus smart not being a a heat check guy and shooting those crazy threes 
that he kind of yeah. shoots them out of games in the past. The Celtics are playing good ball, man. And I feel like they deserve their flowers for that series that they had because they really just obliterated the Nets. Absolutely. Yeah, I think they 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 look tremendous. Um, they held down Brooklyn's offense enough, but really the other end, they dominated the Nets. The Nets could not stop Boston whatsoever. So Tatum, the focal point of that for sure. Going to be interesting to see against obviously a much better defense in Milwaukee. That series, I think, could end up being a real a, a bit of a rock fight, but I, I'm not I'm not sure. I don't have any feel for it yet. These teams have not played each other in a while and didn't really have any serious matchups in the regular season. So I, I can't wait for this series to actually get started on Sunday. Well, I think the fascinating thing about this one is the Bucks are the underdog in this series. Yeah. A lot of it because of the news that we got today. And I put out that tweet saying that you and yeah. uh, your co-host Rohan are in my thoughts. How do you feel about this, man? Because that's that's big. You know, like think of think of the Celtics losing uh, Jalen Brown right now. That would be a devastating blow to them and no Middleton for the rest of this series. And potentially some of the conference finals if they do get there. Yeah. What's the vibe in in Milwaukee right now with the Bucks heading into this one? Because it's also last point. It's also the only series that we know of. Like everything else is yeah. still up. And yeah, yeah, the Warriors have advanced and Miami has advanced, but we don't know who they're playing yet. Yeah, and that's that's my biggest upset or biggest surprise so far is that Phoenix has yet to officially advance to the second round. Even without Booker, I would have thought that would have happened by now. It may maybe coming soon here, but still. Um, but no, for for the Bucks, you know, obviously you, you you miss Chris a lot, especially against Boston. He's been a Celtics killer his whole career. But I mean, they've played better since the injury, and I don't think they're better without him. I think they're going to sorely, sorely miss him in this series. But I do think this has been his worst season defensively. And even with Portis coming in, who's not an ideal defender, they just have more energy, more athleticism out on the perimeter. They, the ball has been moving better. And I don't think this is all Chris was ruining these things, but I think playing without him may have really forced the Bucks to lean more into some of these other things. So, you know, I think the quality of role players they have around Giannis, I think they can still win this series. Absolutely. I understand why they're not favored and I totally get it. I think Boston's a very good team, but I'm not betting against Giannis. And I think if Drew shows up and these role players hit shots, the Bucks should be right in this series. And it's going to be, you know, if they can steal one of these first two games, I'll be really confident. If they get blown out twice, I honestly won't even be that rattled by it just because we've seen this from the Bucks. They start these series slow in all last postseason they never held a lead last playoffs after 48 minutes they swept the heat but it took overtime in game one so uh you know i wouldn't be surprised at all if these first two games don't look great but if they steal one if milwaukee steals one i'll be feeling really good about the rest of the series yeah it's fascinating about that game one trend because it also applies to like from a betting perspective right um in the yeah. first round in the first round of the playoffs historically 80 percent of the time the team that wins game one wins the series now in round two you have better teams better matchups that number is still significant it's at 68 percent of the time so yeah. game one is important but i also feel like there's there's like exceptions to every rule because you have certain teams that are so battle tested where i wouldn't like i wouldn't panic too much if my team drops game one and i think yeah. teams of this magnitude at this level now round two of the playoffs conference finals and the finals you're happy with a split. You know, like if I tell you, yo, you're going oh, into God, Boston, yeah. the first game one, you're going to get trounced by 40, but then you're going to win game two. You'll be like, where do I sign up? 
That's incredible. You, t- you have to take that. I mean, if 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 the Bucks come out of the first two games saying we win three and five serve and we go on, that's best case. I mean, I guess two and five serve, but you don't expect you certainly don't expect to win two in a row in Boston. Um, but no, I think if you take either of those games, you feel great. And you just look at, I mean, they were down 0-2 to uh, Phoenix and Brooklyn last year. They looked awful in game three against Brooklyn, but come away with the win. And we saw how those series went. So, and hey, I mean, I don't certainly don't expect this and would not feel good about this situation at all. But it looks like we may see a team come back from down 0-3 in this very postseason. So there's always an exception. Listen, as someone who I'm sort of creating this anti-playoff James Harden, uh, I think it's been created, Nick. I don't yeah, think yeah, you're yeah, first yeah. to this. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Though I, I have been on the James Harden bandwagon since he went to Houston. Like when I first started creating content, bro, I remember like I bet him to an MVP in 2016. And I still will go go to the grave saying that Russ was not the MVP that year. Uh, we'll save that for another time because I could go yeah, on yeah. and on. But Harden in the playoffs, we've just seen it time and time again. And it would be so poetic. It would be so amazing. If they even force a seventh game, like I know we're recording prior to game six tonight with the Raptors and the Sixers. If the Raptors take care of business in Toronto and force a game seven tie, oh man, the content is going to be epic. Here's the thing. Do you think the Sixers would be more worried going into this game in Toronto, a hostile environment, tough to win there, or having to go back to Philly for game seven, a more hostile environment because... Philly fans have just watched you blow three straight games and let the Raptors all the way back in. Like, I think there's got to be as much pressure as there can be on a team who once had a 3-0 lead on the Sixers right now. Like, if I'm the Sixers, like, I I bet they're tight right now. Knowing how Embiid's doing, knowing what Harden does, what Doc does, like, this cannot feel good for the Sixers. I couldn't agree with you more. You go back to game seven, it's one game, right? It's basically a NCAA tournament game. Right. One and done in that case. And you got the pressure of no team has come back from a 3-0 deficit. You're playing at home. If Embiid starts the game off 0 for 4, Harden is 1 for 6. You know the Boo Birds are coming down. Oh, I I think they're going to be quick, man. You do not want to go back. If you're in Philly, you're treating this like game seven. Because then you you never know. Two quick fouls on Embiid. He's out. It's crazy. Maybe Van Vliet finally shows up because I feel like I feel like the, the Raptors could have won this series by now if Van Bleak gave them anything. Because I feel like yeah. he's cost them a couple of games, especially late in game three. He couldn't hit a bucket to save his life in the fourth quarter. So to me, man, uh, from a content perspective, I am going to have a blast if it goes seven. And if yeah. the Raptors end up pulling off the upset. Look, it's still minus 500 for the Sixers to win this series because it's never happened. But and beats hurt. You got the Harden playoff resume. You got the Doc Rivers, who he got asked about it, and he snapped on the reporter. <laughs> so, dude, this is this is lining up great, man. This oh, it's beautiful. Let's go over to to the West because I know Miami won their series, but I feel like yeah. kind of expected. I had that also in four or five. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you touched on Phoenix struggling without Booker. I think it is because of Booker. Obviously, oh, yeah, him not sure. being there. Um, the one thing that's fascinating is. I always like to find roadmaps for teams. Man, Dallas with Luka and Brunson now being in his bag and wanting to get paid, which is one of the things that I really like targeting, Ty, when it comes to playoff runs. Like, who's in a contract year? Who really wants to show out in a big spot? Now, 
you know, it's not just the the league pass people that are watching. This is national televised games. Right. And the Mavericks, it's also the Utah uh, stigma in the playoffs. But if Dallas gets by Phoenix, if they go by the Pelicans, which they should, like that's right. They, yeah, I, yeah. I, and, and I know they're making it a series, but the Pelicans have been impressive, but Phoenix should still not. They have the three, two lead. They should wrap this up. Yeah. That's another team though. I'd be worried if they have to go to game seven. I mean, they have to go to this game, game six on the road and treat it like it's game seven. Yeah, no, nah, for sure, man. But if you're the Mavericks, like, Dude, there's a path. You got a guy like you gotta Luka. be. You got to be excited about your chances to at least get to Golden State, who I think is going to come out of the other side now. Yeah, that series also is still. That's going to be the game on Friday, the game six between Memphis and Minnesota. And I know us two were were pretty high on on the Grizzlies. What do you What do you make of that series, man? Is there? I, I feel like it's because of the youth. Like a lot of the youth is showing in Memphis in those. Yeah, games. but the, and, Minnesota has the youth too, though. Right, so that's but the thing. But they don't have like, the expectations. Right, there's no expectations on Minnesota. They played in the play-in game. Memphis yeah. finished as the two seed. They overachieved. Only the Cavaliers exceeded their win total from a sportsbook standpoint this year. But yeah. I think like both teams have shown the inexperience where they're so young they don't understand. I think the magnitude of the games, like Towns twice yeah. has done the. Sh- and then yeah, they've ended yeah. up blowing those games. Well, how about Ant's defense to close game five where he yeah. goes for the steal? There's, you should never do that in that situation and then gives up the easy layup to seal the game like that. You talk about inexperience. It was on display right there. Of course, right after Ant hits the incredible three, like not to not to you know shit on Ant, who's been awesome. But that's just one of those moments that you learn from as a young player. Real quick, though, Utah is pathetic. Oh, that I mean, series dude, should have been sealed, signed, sealed, and delivered. If you can't beat the Mavs without Luka, I know Brunson stood up and whatever else. Bro, it's Jalen Brunson. You have Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell. These are all NBA players. Handle business. Like, they need. They should have broken that team up after last year or after the Clippers series. This is, like, terrible um, that Utah did not – I had Utah in five going in because I was like, calf strains are really tricky. It's hard to rush back from. That's what Luka dealt with. He's back now. They they lost after he came back, but like Utah should have had that series in the bag. The fact that they lost a home game to the Mavs without, or you know, it was a road game, but they should have not lost anything to the Mavs without Luka. So the the Jazz like get them off my screen already. But yeah, no, I think uh, Memphis Minnesota. It's been a good series, and I don't want to take away too much from Memphis for the reasons we've been talking about. But I think that Golden State team looks way better than I expected, and I I think they're gonna. I think there's a right now. I would. I don't know what the odds are. I would pick them to get out of the West right now, pretty pretty easily. Yeah, they're the favorite to win the West at plus one thirty to yeah. win the title. They are. Is Boston first now? It's still the Warriors at plus three hundred. Yeah. Boston is plus three fifty. Milwaukee seven to one, and that's all because of Middleton. Yeah, I mean, he might not be back for the third round either. I I, I get the skepticism there. Yeah. Well, I want to touch on what you said about Golden State because as someone who's financially invested in Memphis, I'm really worried about that. Yeah. Because they're they're back and this three guard lineup with Poole, Curry, and Clay is wild. And then, you know, Draymond doing his stuff, the small ball lineup. The most fascinating thing is, dude, Steph Curry gotta be the most unselfish megastar, I think, in all of sports ever, probably, right? Like the idea that I know he started last night in the closeout but just to come off the bench 
early in the playoffs, like with no care and crazy. Yeah. And look, he ends up playing starter minutes. I get it. But it's like, you know, pool has been balling out when you were out. So you reward this guy. I felt Ty like he should have been most improved player to me because yeah. I know winning was stupid. It was so dumb, dude, because he was rookie of the year last year. And also he was in the G League pool last year. Like, yeah, if you like, go from the G doing? League to dropping 30 a night, like, you know what? That weighs a lot for me. You know, yeah. like you were in the developmental league. So he should have won. I felt like he should have won the most improved. But Curry just saying, yeah, man, this guy's been playing well and reward him. Let him start. Let me come off the bench. No problem. It's like, oh, your second unit is spearheaded by Steph. <laughs> Man, that team is that team is back. I think uh, I think they might sweep if Minnesota does pull off the upset. I just I look at that series and I think Dream, Draymond's gonna put Cat in hell and the Grizzlies just won't have an or the the uh, Timberwolves just won't have enough. But I think the Grizzlies Warriors, you know, I don't think that's the Warriors just advance. I think that is a funky matchup for Golden State. I think Memphis can go small too. I think, you know, the Warriors are going to have a lot of problems with Ja, uh, with Clay, you know, coming back from the injury. Uh, Jaron's going to space out Draymond a little bit. Like, I, I, do, I don't think that's an easy series for Golden State, but I would favor them there. And the other side of the bracket, you know, it stinks con- kind of coming from the same perspective here in Milwaukee. But, you know, Phoenix just feels like it's going to be really hard for them to win two more series against really good teams. And I, everyone loves the Mavs. I love Luka. Luka's great. I, I don't know. You know, maybe they get through Phoenix just because Phoenix is reeling without book. I just don't. I could not see even if Memphis beats Golden State. I think whoever wins that series is probably going to come out of the West unless Phoenix can, you know, really look great. But I just think you're putting so much on Chris Paul right now, and we just don't know when we're going to see book again. It's even more devastating than you know the Bucks situation because Middleton's either their second or third best player. Where Booker's Book their is, first. Book is either first or second. I mean, people yeah. will say CP is first. I think Book is the most important player to that team. I just think that's way too much to overcome for, you know, two series. Yeah, and I think with if if Chris Paul was out and Booker was healthy, I think they wrap up the series because Booker could create his own shots. Yeah, they just they need more offense, right? They need now. more offense, yeah. Reliable Paul scores. Paul brought it in the last game, but you just look at him and go, how much can you ask of this guy? I, mean, yeah. I think he closes out New Orleans, but is Chris Paul going to be able to go toe-to-toe with Luka scoring-wise at whatever age he is? Like, it just seems like you're asking way too much from that from him. And, you know, it's it's unfortunate. It really does stink. All, we've had so many injuries this year. It'd be great if we got through the second round without, you know, another. I mean, Jimmy Butler had to sit yeah. out, right? Like, it's 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 crazy right now. Yeah. Lowry is out, too. Like. Last thing, last thing I want to ask you before we wrap up is if you're if you're a Mavericks fan, the the path realistically for you to have a chance to get to the finals yeah. would be no Booker in the second round. You take care of Phoenix, and then you just scoreboard watch and hope that Memphis could pull the upset and beat Golden State because you have the Mavericks. The Warriors are so experienced that. To me, that's the team right now in the West that you really got to worry about. And I know they started off the season hot and then they kind of just got a little silence because it was not sustainable. But they're back now and this is where they thrive the most. So if you're a Mavericks fan, that would be your only logical path because I think right now Golden State's the team to beat. They're the healthiest. And that's really all that matters. I'll never forget, dude. uh, 
the Super Bowl when the Giants played the Pats in the second time. Uh, and I was in Indianapolis and they asked me, how do I feel about the game? And I was like, you know, I'm a little worried, yada, yada. And they go, of the 53-man roster, 52 are active in this game. Wow. So the 53 men in week one are playing. And like yeah. Gronk was hobbled, a couple of receivers were hobbled. It's like, it's not about the hottest. It's the healthiest teams going into it. And right now, like you're looking at the Celtics, you're looking at the Warriors. Yeah, yeah, I think definitely... Uh, is there anyone else who's really? I, I mean, I guess Memphis and and Mini, but yeah, you assume that they won't won't make it past the Warriors. Yeah, you know, I, and I think, you know, Miami's beat up too, but it seems shorter term. I think right now the Heat have to be feeling really good about getting to the conference finals at least, mm-hmm. because I think Toronto maybe edges the Sixers, but Toronto's banged up and does not look great. I think that's more on just the Sixers being the Sixers, and yeah, I think Miami's got to be feeling good as well. But certainly, yeah, Boston and and Golden State. Could end up being the finals. I will throw up, but it could end up being the finals. That will be that will be very very interesting if that's the case. <laughs> Yo, Ty, real quick, man. As we sign off, where can people find you, bro? Yeah, appreciate you, man. Uh, at Ty Windish on Twitter, T I W I N D I S C H. Also, wherever you are listening to this pod, or if you're watching on YouTube, Eurostep Podcast Network. Check us out, covering all things Bucks. Hopefully a few more series wins this year, um, but even if not, we'll be bringing the Bucks coverage and maybe looking at some NBA stuff if they do get eliminated. Uh, hopefully not, though. Uh, so fingers crossed there. This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.